It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, the Trump show at an absolute raging climax. I don't even know if this is the climax, the culmination of all of the investigations, at least for now, Donald Trump in New York City scheduled to soon make his way to the court in New York City where he will be fingerprinted. Well, where he theoretically will have a mugshot taken, where he will enter in a not guilty plea to the 30 plus charges that have been levied against him by New York City attorney Alvin Bragg, district attorney Alvin Bragg. So, Buck, as we prepare for this, let me just give you a little bit of a uh, a rundown of what we've got going on. We'll break all of this down for you. Probably in as intelligent, hopefully more intelligent fashion than almost anywhere else in media. Our producer, Allie, is going to be calling in from the courthouse, outside the courthouse, where there is pure chaos. There are suggestions that Trump may speak, Buck, before and after his arraignment to the gathered media masses, Then he is going to speak, I believe, unless plans have changed, at 8.15 Eastern back in Mar-a-Lago when he returns to Florida. He spent the night at Trump Tower in Manhattan. And this is going to be Marjorie Taylor Greene currently, I believe, speaking and involved in a rally. Buck and I both just talked to Allie. And again, she will speak with you from the scene at 12.30, we will go to her. We'll probably go to her multiple times during the course of the program. She said there are more Trump supporters there than there are counter-Trump supporters, but the overall, as you would well imagine, media contingent is massive, the likes of which we have not seen outside of a courthouse like this. Maybe, I don't think this is crazy, Buck, maybe since the OJ trial. 
I mean, when you think, I know there have been a lot of high-profile criminal-related matters in this country, but nothing has captured the United States' attention, in my opinion, since the OJ trial, like the Trump show, and the first charges being brought against him, obviously, is going to bring to bear a great deal of attention. So that is where we are, expected in the third hour to officially enter into the courthouse. You know, there are times in the history of other countries where, in retrospect, you look back and you say, that was a moment when things changed even more than people then realized. Yes. And you can see it when you have, you know, the fullness of time has passed and you say, oh, and, you know, a lot of people will look at, it was a fascinating period, the cliche about the crossing of the Rubicon with Julius Caesar. If you look at the hundred years leading up to that or so in the Roman Republic and the fall into dictatorship and, and all that happened there, there were seminal moments. There were points of change. There were times when, Things were done by those in power where all of a sudden something core and foundational in the Roman Republic had changed. And this may very well be one of those moments. And, and I don't, I don't do the go on radio and, and overstate and, and overpromise and say crazy things. That's not how I am. That's not how you are, Clay. But when you look at what's gone on here, you have a, <laughs> it's, it's amazing when you line this all up, a former president, the bigger issue is honestly even that he is a current leading yes. presidential candidate, right? They keep saying that the, to indict a former president, honestly indicting a former president, that's about pleasantries. That's if, about good if, faith. If he were leaving politics, a former president being indicted wouldn't necessarily be, uh, it'd still be it, a big historical It'd be a big event. deal, but it wouldn't be a five alarm Correct. fire. Because what we are seeing isn't just the, um, the, the eradication of the notion of we don't want to even seem like we're doing this if somebody had been president, that there's a political targeting going on. This is actively, we will not relinquish power to your guy. We're going to prosecute him during the election cycle. Yes. And and you have to also put this in the context of Hillary Clinton violated clear law with her. And people can argue this or they're blue in the face. There is recklessness in the statute. If over a hundred top secret, um, emails trans, you know, transversing, uh, the server that she had is not a violation of the Espionage Act as it stands, there is no violation of the Espionage Act as it stands. Comey saved her butt. We all know what happened and he wasn't even allowed to do it, but he went forward. So you had Hillary clear violation of law running against Donald Trump. They lie about Trump with Russia collusion, as we all know for years which was honestly the last time there was this amount of spectacle in American politics, you know, um, from, from the Democrat side, certainly. And then you add to it that they're effectively trying to nullify the will of the American people in the 2024 election in advance. And then you get into all the other prosecutors who might want to bring a name for themselves by bringing, because they'll always be able to say, you get some lunatic, I know he's gone now, but a Chesa Boudin in San Francisco, Larry Krasner's still there in, in Philadelphia, you know, Kim, uh, Fox, right? Fox in, um, Chicago. Chicago, right? Uh, you get some progressive prosecutor who goes, you know what? This, this, uh, Republican upstart in my state, I'm going to send a message. I'm going to bring some totally nonsense charge just to show everybody how devoted to the cause I am now. Does anybody think that's not going to happen now? We have broken through a fourth wall here. We have broken through 
a a major understanding of how our politics works. I, I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how we fix it. I don't know how this gets fixed. I mean, I think maybe, you know, this turns into a, you do ours, we do to yours, but that gets really ugly fast, too. Yeah, I think one way that it could get fixed is if Trump won and people looked back on it and said, when you do this, it blows up in your face and actually works against you. But we don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? In retrospect, you can go back and say, oh, well, that was the moment where Trump became the favorite, clearly, to win the Republican nomination. Can I ask you, though, real quick, Clay? If that were to happen, if Trump wins, who on the Democrat side admits that he's innocent of the charge or not guilty, as we call it, right? Admits that he's not guilty publicly and suffers the consequences of this. I mean, is there anybody? I don't. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit. I don't think there's enough discussion going on about what the Democrat reaction would be if Trump won. Because as as crazy as they were in 2016, they think they killed the monster, right? There, that Trump is the uh, Trump is the the troll underneath the bed. He is the uh, he is their worst nightmare. If he came back, how would they be even able to handle it? I don't know. Can, can and, I just, can I yeah. offer you an idea of what I think they'll say? Because I think we you approach this like a rational person. <laughs> you approach this like a person rooted in reality. And I think most of the audience now is also probably thinking that, too. This is the men can get periods Democrat Party. So if Trump wins the, uh, you know, if Trump gets a not guilty verdict out of this, you know what they'll say. It was rigged. They're too scared to actually convict him. The jury felt like concerned about this case because I don't know. I'm talking about if he wins in 2024. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant if you won the case. I was like, oh, they'll just keep uh, going. This case in particular is such BS that I don't even really care about the outcome. I'm saying the yes. Sorry. When you asked what would be the result, I'm saying wins the election. If he wins the election after charges are brought against him, I think in retrospect, people will go back and say that was what strengthened Trump and helped to carry the day for him. Now, this is from Politico this morning. and, And let me just I think we can't impress upon our audience enough. This is truly a day without precedent in the 240 year plus history of the United States. We have never seen what we are going to see today. Uh, But Politico, look, make no mistake about what is going on. Democrats are acting in this way because they believe that Trump is a poor nominee for Republicans in 2024. Politico has this paragraph today uh, that I thought was interesting, Buck. Biden advisors are confident Swing voters are now permanently out of Trump's reach, according to four senior advisors in the White House. They have this is the question we asked. They have a difficult time imagining that a voter who went for Trump in 16, but then left him in 2020, would return to cast a ballot for the former president after January 6th, several criminal investigations and years of election denial. And here's a quote from one of those aides. What possibly would you like about what Trump has done since Election Day 2020? One Biden aide muse. Now, Buck, this to me is something that I think everybody needs to keep in the back of their minds as this process plays out. Biden wants to go against Trump. 
Look at the way they're conveying that story in 2020, that quote in particular, that they're trying to get this narrative out there. If 2024 is a referendum on Joe Biden, Democrats lose because Joe Biden has been an awful president. The only way Joe Biden wins is if this is the question. What would you like about what Trump has done since Election Day 2020 when Biden aid mused? My answer is, what I like about what Trump has done since 2020 is he isn't Joe Biden, right? He isn't the biggest disaster president that any of us have seen in most of our lives. The problem is, you're seeing it right now, Buck, is the Trump show so overwhelming that people don't even care what Joe Biden did and everything in 2024 is just a referendum on Trump, even though he isn't the incumbent. There is no capacity for Trump exhaustion um, in terms of talking about Trump, I should say. There's no capacity for we need to focus on something else from the Democrats. Um, and and that means they'll go all in on Trump 24-7, not get tired of it, and they think it is to their benefit. On the right, you get people where their turns it. And when I say on the right, really in the center, actually, is what we're talking about, independence. Um, but, you know, center right in the middle, you could argue there is a Trump fatigue. And here's the problem with all of this stuff. On the one hand, this is a massive consolidation of support on the right behind Donald Trump. Obviously, that's going on right now. Uh, on the other hand, I think what you could see is the, uh, you know, the, the Democrats are able to play once again. The, what was really the primary narrative for Joe Biden in 2020? Yeah, it was he's not Trump. But what were they saying? Things will go back to normal. And things haven't been good. But the ability to project this as normal and Trump and the Trump machine and the Trump circus as abnormal to independents, not to not to people voted for him yeah. like you and me and this audience, to independents, that may be what the Democrats are are turning this whole game on. That may be what this is really ultimately all about. Trump represents not normal Vote not Joe Biden. Vote Democrat. Democrat just means things kind of muddle along. Yeah, the economy's not good. Yeah, the border's a mess. Yeah, cities are a disaster. It's not going to be crazy, though. It's not going to be Russia collusion. And I just think they exhaust people with that. Yeah. And that's their plan. And I'll give you an example of this in my own particular life. I was out to, you know, I had Little League Baseball all weekend, Buck. So I was out with one of the other dads. And he said his wife... He's a Trump guy. He said his wife refuses to vote for Trump no matter what. Now, she lives here in Tennessee. She's a suburban mom. It doesn't matter. She's just over Trump. Said, okay, would you vote for anybody else? Any other Republican she would vote for against Joe Biden. How many people out there are like that? That is the question that I think lingers as you watch the Trump show playing out right now. And my goodness, it is one hell of a show. And we're going to be riding this show all throughout the show. We'll open up phone lines. Also need to dive into, I'm hoping we're going to get some of these indictments to actually be able to break down legally what's going on. But one particular angle that I believe is significant is the campaign finance side. And I want to talk with you legally about one of the challenges I think Alvin Bragg's going to have going forward. But Buck, buckle up. Because we're going to go to Allie in a little bit. There is no telling what today is going to bring 
we sit here live and watch this all play out for the first time in the history of our nation. At a time when more companies are shunning conservative values, it's good to know about the ones that stand with you in your beliefs. Pure Talk is one of them. It's the no-contract, no-hidden-fees cell phone company with a $30 a month price point. Gets you unlimited talk and text and plenty of high-speed data. Making the switch from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile is easy and takes about 10 minutes. I did it. Haven't looked back. I've had great service at a much better price than before. Now, look, you can keep your phone and your phone number. That doesn't change. All of your contact information moves with you. And Pure Talk customer service team will help you through every step of the process. And if you have any questions after you make the switch, they're all U.S.-based. They're easy to rely on, easy to talk to. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year after making the switch to Pure Talk. <laughs> by the way, the woke agenda, none of that stuff with Pure Talk. This company was founded by a veteran who proudly supports the U.S. military and U.S. values. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and save 50% off your first month. From your phone now, just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and start saving now. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back. Second hour of Play and Buck begins right now, everybody. And I'm getting live updates, text messages, even audio. It sounds like a scene from Apocalypse Now with Robert Duvall in the beginning with all the helicopters and they play the the Valkyries. They've got uh, Flight of the Valkyries. Um, helicopters all over Midtown Manhattan right now. I've got audio being sent to me by uh, by friends and family in New York City. It's just crazy what's going on there. They're telling me it sounds like we're preparing in New York for an occupying army to arrive, or you know, there's an invasion. The North Koreans, like in Red Dawn, are finally gearing up and they're coming to New York City. Um, I don't think any of that is obviously happening. But do you <laughs> wish do have- you were there? As a longtime I mean, New York City native, you're down in Miami right now. Do you wish you were in New York City for the chaos today, or are you kind of glad that you're not in the middle of it? I'm I'm actually happy I'm not in the middle of it because it it makes me sad what the leadership of New York City has for for years now done to New York City, um, and and the fact that it's amazing to me as well that Donald Trump is is. The most New York guy you could ever find. It's yes. not that Trump left New York, so to speak. New York left Trump. Yeah. He's a Queens boy. His dad, Fred Trump, was there for a long time. My grandfather actually knew Fred Trump back in the day in Brooklyn in New York City because my family goes way back into New York. Uh, I think we came over during one of the potato famines. And, uh, you know, he's as New York as it gets. He's even got yeah. a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a Queens. Uh, a little bit of a Queen's l- lilt or twang to his, you know, the way he speaks. And people in New York, you know, it, it, the city just became such a different place. You had so many people moving there, both, you know, from around the country, but also from around the world. And there's no connection to this guy. The fact that Donald Trump's arrival, re- re- you know, results in this under these circumstances, it's kind of hard to take as a New Yorker. You sit there, you're like, what has happened to this place? I mean, they should be throwing ticker tape parades. This is the New York guy who was the president, who may be the president again, and New York is acting like he's at the, you know, he's Attila, and he's got a 100,000 screaming horsemen behind him that are about to pillage and destroy. It's insane. It's also worth noting here, Buck, if Trump had moved to Florida, let's say in 2014 or 2013, to your point, These charges would have never existed. I mean, I think it's just worth contemplating that the reason they're able to bring these charges against him, and and I hate to say it, but it's almost like a warning to any Republican who lives in a blue city or a blue state 
they will come after you aggressively if they can. You almost need, because if Trump had moved a decade ago, mm-hmm. let's say to Florida, and done everything else in his life the same way, I don't think that there would have ever been charges that were able to be brought against him in New York City in this particular state violation. And so my, my point on this is, I, I do think that this is kind of, we've talked about the crossing the Rubicon moment, but I think if you're out there and you live in Chicago or you live in LA or you live in New York City and you're in any way thinking about being involved in Republican politics, the message that is being sent by this district attorney is we will come after you based entirely on your politics. Because let's say Trump had decided to be a Democrat, right? Which he was for much of his life. These charges never get brought. Exact same behavior, except he runs for the 2016 Democrat nomination instead of the Republican nomination. They don't even dream of ever bringing these charges. Exact same behavior. Exact same. The IRS could have had a field day if they actually looked into what was going on with the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative and the, you know, the whole thing was a mass. It was a billion dollar influence peddling scheme the yep. whole thing was just end runs on can it was basically a shadow campaign for hillary i mean bill clinton people forget this he got paid eight hundred thousand dollars by a russian backed bank effectively for a speech i mean you know look, look at hunter biden is selling his artwork to anonymous donors for fifty thousand he's selling his finger paintings the crackhead tax dodging whoremongering son of the of the current president is selling finger paintings for 50 grand and they're doing this to Donald Trump right now? I, it's, it's perfectly said. I would also bring back up again Bill Clinton. Okay? Bill Clinton definitely committed felonies when he lied under oath about his relationship with Monica Lewinsky. He settled all of that on his final day in office to avoid facing criminal charges. And everybody just signed off. I think he paid a $25,000 fine and rode off into the sunset. Hillary just settled, I believe, a federal election complaint over the Steele dossier, which was totally made up, manufactured, BS. I think she paid a little bit over $100,000, and that's gone away, right? So this idea that what Trump did is somehow criminal, even in the context of recent politicians, is even crazier and more insane that he would be going, uh, being charged in this case. And I can tell you that we saw this with the media. We mentioned this a little bit yesterday, and now you're seeing it with the legal system. The people that are pushing this, who have Trump derangement syndrome, the people who are pushing this have convinced themselves that it's just this one time for this one guy. Yes, you're right. And and we are here to remind everybody that that is absolutely untrue and that is the gateway to tyranny. It's we're just going to get rid of all the rules, we're just going to get rid of all the principles. This one time for this one guy, that is what results in the destruction of systems that are very hard to rebuild, very hard to resurrect and you know the legal system, you know Clay, when I was in the CIA, one fascinating thing that I saw a lot, um, because, you know, there were the countries that I got sent to, but there also I had access to, you know, the secret world stuff that we know about a lot of different countries. And 
you know, the, the two things you find, first of all, a lot of other countries now we're talking about the non-Western democracies, but a lot of like third world places, the whole government's thing is how do we get the people in charge rich and how do we keep them in charge? That's it. Nothing yeah. else really matters. And what you realize is the key tools in that, the military goes with, you know, in these countries, whoever pays them. So, yeah, the military is important. But really, the two things that you need to have if you want to be an autocrat or if you want to have a, you know, a de facto one party state, you know, like some of these, some of the stand countries, I forget, you know, Turkmenistan or whatever, they have an election, but, you know, 99% goes to one yeah. guy or 92% goes to one guy. If you want to have that, you need control of the intelligence services and the judiciary prosecutorial wing of the government. If you have those two things, there can be no opposition. If you have those two things, you can stifle anybody who is a threat to your power quietly and behind the scenes or out in the open with the full, you know, seal of government approval from the judiciary. And that is how tyranny actually functions. And I would add into that media, right? Oh, yeah. You can't have an independent media that would call out the intelligence services or the judiciary for their corruption in conjunction with whoever's ruling right. the country. But that's, that's meaning, effectively... You know, if you try, I was going to say the intelligence, you disappear, right? That's the, or, or you yeah. get prosecuted. Yeah. Right. And that's the scary thing to me about where we are in the United States right now. All of these propaganda, I'll call them media outlets, are effectively carrying water for people in positions of power. Now, I feel very unsafe about our FBI and our CIA and our intelligence agencies. The one thing that I at least have some faith in is our Supreme Court, and that's partly because of Trump, right? The, the Supreme Court justices that we have are willing to stand up, at least in theory, to the media and the power dynamics associated with the Democrat Party right now. You bring up a, a very important point that I think is lost in a lot of this discussion, which is the hatred for Trump started out entirely from the left based on who he was and what he stood for. But you have to remember, especially for the activists, for the apparatus as it stands uh, for the Democrats, what Trump did added to that dramatically and perhaps no place more so than with the Supreme Court than the fact that the Trump uh, Supreme Court justices are the reason why people are not being told there's a constitutional right to abortion anymore, which was an obvious absurdity of the Supreme Court. One of the worst decisions uh, in history was Roe v. Wade. And they're furious about that still. There, there's a rage that Trump as president added to with his accomplishments that I think also feeds into a lot of this that people take very personally. They blame Trump. They blame him for what, what he did. And let me just say this. This is going to take years to play out. But Democrats have ceded the ground here with the charges that they have brought in New York State, and maybe they're going to bring it in Georgia, and maybe they're still going to do something with the Department of Justice, Jack Smith investigation, the special counsel that is probing Jan 6 and the classified documents. But if Trump wins in the courts, which I think he will, because I think these New York State charges, again, we'll review them as soon as the indictment goes public, but based on all reports, I think these New York State charges are garbage. At some point, the court may well step in and throw out these charges and say this is garbage. But can you imagine the reaction if the Supreme Court tosses these charges in the next year or year and a half 
and the judges who vote to toss the charges were appointed by Donald Trump, they're going to argue, I'm just telling you in advance, I'm playing this out, they're going to argue that the United States justice system that they are currently using to their utmost, that they control with the Department of Justice, that they control through so many of these Soros-backed prosecutors all over the country in big cities, they're going to argue that the justice system isn't legitimate, the Supreme Court has to be expanded, and that their preferred judges have to be put in power. Because again, to your point, I think to a large extent they've taken over vast swaths of the CIA and the FBI. Yes. They do think that, unfortunately. I mean, can I just tell you that I've, I know people that have left the intel community in the last two years in particular? Yes. Who That would agree with that, exactly. Not, not only would they agree with that, they wanted to talk to me about how bad it's gotten, and then just quietly they've reached out and said, um, honestly, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. That's where so, it is. So, I mean, that, that is, that is, if you're in the CIA or FBI or you're a former member of either and you're afraid to actually talk about how bad things have gotten, that's a sign that you're talking about totalitarianism. They've taken over the intelligence community. They certainly, by and large, have taken over much of the media out there, right? Like, we are Rebel Alliance members in general getting to talk to our audience. But if you did away, let's say, with Rupert Murdoch's companies, there almost is no opposition media in America today, right? If you took away the New York Post, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, there's almost no one, OutKick, which which Fox has bought, there's almost no one out there willing to challenge the, the, the left-wing orthodoxy. The last, just think about it, what you just said, the last group standing is the judiciary, and they are trying to take over our justice system. And Trump is in their way. It's getting down to the... Getting down to the wire here, my friends. <laughs> we, don't, it's scary. we don't have a lot of room for it's liberty scary. left. I mean, I, I am a, yeah, we don't, I, I'm a super optimist. But if you look at the ground that they have overtaken, we're, we're on our back heels defending yes. uh, on the edge of what is basically a complete takeover of our government. Our side, unfortunately, is happy to live their lives and be left alone. Their side is maniacally devoted to infringing upon your life and your rights and telling you what to do all the time. And that comes with consequences. You know, we thought we could have a neutral space. We thought we could go to football games where it was about football and we could buy soap from companies that sell soap and we could send our kids to school where they'll learn how to add and about history and stuff like that. Nope. They've taken it all over. How That's about what just doing. drink a beer? You get with without the company deciding that trans dudes are heroes or trans women or whatever the heck it is. Uh, look, there's great deals, and then there are great deals. My pillows put one of their best selling products on an incredible offer right now. The my slippers are just twenty five bucks this week. Regular price a hundred and fifty bucks. So these are more than eighty percent off their regular price. Only downside: you're limited to ten pairs. They're doing an awesome sale. They're limiting you to only buying 10 pairs. You can almost get 10 pairs for the price of one pair right now. You can certainly get 10 for less than you would have paid for two pairs. These things are phenomenal. My wife sleeps in them. She wears them everywhere. Got them for all of her friends. I don't even know how many of the my slippers the Travis household has purchased, but right now you can join us and get an even better offer than we did, $25. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, put in Clay and Buck, and you can get 10 pairs, up to 10 pairs, 
for just 25 bucks instead of the usual $150. It's an amazing offer. Spring special courtesy of MyPillow.com. Again, put in the code Clay and Buck. Go to MyPillow.com today. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. President Trump is being processed in the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse right now. That is going on. He he has entered the building. He is being processed. 
I believe he's scheduled for a 2.15 Eastern time arraignment, so about 45 minutes or so. He is supposed to be arraigned in front of a judge. It is quite a scene down there. We had our producer, Ali, calling us live from downtown. There's a ton of media, a ton of police, a lot of activists, uh, some footage circulating of pro-Trump protesters and anti-Trump protesters, um, also known as communists, and they're shouting at each other. Uh, a lot of it has some... There'd be some bleeps for the radio, so we're not going to get into that right now. Uh, but this is, is quite a moment in a bad way for the country. Uh, but it is something that a lot of people, I think, will remember. Um, and we're thinking Donald Trump is going to be arraigned here pretty soon. There's the possibility, I want to just bring this to your attention, that in the next hour plus, so we'll be on the air, obviously, till 3 Eastern, um, sometime in the next hour or so, Donald Trump may on the steps of the courthouse in Manhattan. A jury of New York City left-wing liberals is not and has never been Donald Trump's peer, right? So forum shopping, for those of you who are not familiar with the idea, is you want to, and I used to you know, deal with this some as a defense attorney, a plaintiff's lawyer wants to file a lawsuit in the best possible jurisdiction to bring his claim and i practice law some of you may know this uh in the u.s virgin islands it's called the plaintiff's paradise average juror has an eighth grade education every juror just about knows the family of people who are suing big corporations so if you could sue american airlines for instance you wanted to file that lawsuit in the virgin islands we just talked buck a lot about the alec murdoch case The reason why he got so wealthy before his life fell apart was because South Carolina allowed you to file, my understanding is, any lawsuit in any county in the entire state, regardless of whether you had a direct connection, right? Usually, in order to bring a lawsuit, for people out there who are not aware, you have to have a connection to the area where the lawsuit is being brought. You want to bring the cases there. John Edwards, people forget this, we brought him up before because he is the precedent on the federal side for the campaign finance issue that they're now stretching and making a local issue in New York for Trump. But John Edwards built his wealth by forum shopping and suing obstetricians. That's right. Effectively. And he he was so successful. This is who the Democrats wanted to make president. John Edwards was so successful at suing doctors, irrespective of whether there was real malpractice, by the way, that it became almost impossible for women to get prenatal care in the state of South Carolina. Made it really North hard. Carolina. I'm sorry. He also, Car- no, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. John Edwards is one of the most successful trial attorneys of all time, and this is very commonplace. So it would be, if you were, and the reason why I bring this up is, if you were trying to get Donald Trump, and you just said, hey, where should we file this suit? Where should we charge him with a crime? New York City would be one of the three or four best venues you could possibly find. San Francisco would be great. You know, the most liberal places imaginable would be the most likely to return to you left-wing jurors who would hate Trump and be likely to find him guilty. Now, jury selection is more art than science. It's possible. What, Buck, what did 20% of New York City vote for Trump? Is that roughly probably the the math on 
the larger population yep. of New York City. So there's still a one in five chance that you could get a Trump supporter on a jury, but the odds are stacked massively in Alvin Bragg's favor. And so I'm sure that one of the things Trump will try to do is get this case removed from Manhattan to somewhere else in the New York City area. I doubt that a judge who wants, let's be honest, wants this case, like this is a judge's dream, one of the biggest cases that you could possibly ever get, I doubt that a judge is going to grant that change of venue that will then be, once you make, so people out there understand, a big part of what will go on in the near future is there will be a series of motions filed by Trump's legal defense team, much of which will probably be rejected, but in order to create an appealable issue, you need to develop all of this motion practice so that you can appeal it later, even if it's rejected by the trial courts as you move through the process. And for those of you out there that are at all interested in the legal process, in the same way that the OJ trial kind of opened a lot of Americans' eyes to what the criminal justice system actually looks like, and frankly, the same way that we basically got a uh, civil procedure guide in the 2000 presidential election, the battle between Bush and Gore over the Florida election, and how rapidly that moved through our legal process, this will be sort of a, 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 an, a way to follow and understand the civil procedure process as all of this plays out. This is going to be the biggest legal circus around the equivalent of a parking ticket, and not even really because a parking ticket, you probably parked in the wrong place that anyone has ever seen in their entire life. I mean, this yeah. is the biggest trial of a non-crime that any that that has ever ha- I don't know if there's ever been one bigger in the history of the of of you know certainly in the modern history of the country this is completely insane uh, yes. what they're doing here and what they're putting the country through and but I think it brings you said, it brings you said me something back well too buck this is about embarrassing trump yeah of course it's well, not that's a why they love this charge. what they're what they're going after him for it's for but alleged I, sexual you know interaction with two women that he denies but it's about humiliating him but we also have to absolutely by the way that's why they've loved talking about the porn yes. star thing and remember remember everybody they elevated michael avenatti disgraced convicted felon who stole millions of dollars from his clients including a client in a wheelchair that he was representing i mean avenatti was as scummy a lawyer and human being, as you could find if you search really far and wide. And frankly, he was the most so free- is Michael Cohen, who now is the linchpin of this entire case, right? right. But he is also he was, a convicted felon. Uh, but but Avenatti was elevated on CNN, and to Tucker's eternal credit, he just always called him the creepy porn lawyer before all the stuff came out about stealing from the clients, because he knew, he knew that Avenatti was scummy. Democrats talked about making this guy president, and you know why? Yes. Because every time he appeared, it was all my client had sex with Donald Trump, who's so dirty and he's so he's so, you know, scummy and the whole thing. And Libs just loved the whole thing. They were all about it. But, Clay, what I think what I think we're we're not 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 us, but I think people are not really focused on enough here is now you got to imagine you're the prosecutor in Georgia. Yep. And you're the special counsel. Even if, and this is giving them, and I don't need, I don't need the email saying, Buck, the fix is in. They hate Trump too. I'm sure they do. Even if there was any part of their mind that was like, look, the law's not really on our side here. 
you know, the tie goes to the defendant. Trump, I hate him, but he, we probably... Now the pressure is, oh, you don't have the stones to bring a criminal charge against him for your case? Think about the politics now of the pressure on the other criminal investigations of Donald Trump. They, Their facade or their ability to say, we guys... It's it has to be overwhelming. We don't conv- we don't prosecute former presidents and interfere in an ongoing election unless it is. Oh, actually, apparently we do. So now their their ability, Clay, to point to that, I think, is basically gone. I, I think that's an important point, because the first person to break 240 years of legal precedent. Even if you are a dyed in the wool Democrat, I'd like to think and, I, and I'm, it may be unfair that Alvin Bragg it may be giving him too much credit, that Alvin Bragg at least contemplated the radical move that he was making and still decided to do it. A lot of DAs, even if they wanted to get Trump, would have looked at this and said, I just can't upset 240 years of American judicial respect for political opposition to do this. Once one guy does it, what does it matter if you add on charges in Georgia or if the federal government does it, even if this is a crap charge? Buck, let's go to break here. We're getting footage from inside of Manhattan Criminal Court. We'll go to Allie, our producer, right outside of the Manhattan Criminal Court, see what the scene is there when we come back on what is truly an unprecedented day in the history of our country. I want to speak to my fellow gun owners out there. You haven't heard me talking about this newest training tool. <laughs> Let me tell you, you got to get set up with it. The Mantis X. This is a new way of keeping your shooting skills sharp. You're not using any ammo when you use a Mantis X. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. The Mantis X system has a device that attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. It gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. Mantis X drills and courses help improve your skills. The end result, 94% of shooters using the Mantis X improve Within 20 minutes, members of our U.S. military and special forces are using this for training. It's become a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. No promo code needed. It's easy to find online. M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.